own set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? Who let them have a podcast anyway? Need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. Welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray? Frizz, what's going on? What's going on, on over there, man? What's hey. going on, fellas? I see we got the Mayna here. Mayna here? Yep, back from Maine. Back from yes, Maine. Maine back. Just back from Maine. Back yeah. from the Maine nope. again. I'm not doing it anymore. I, I, <laughs> I'm making a new, new pledge. I'm not going to do that stupid sound. Oh boy! Oh boy! Sends me a video, and it looks like he's in the Arctic. I mean, he's got like these <laughs> goggles on, his hat, his his winter coat, and he's got snow coming. You know down. what? Though he brought back the lobster as promised. He, he did. did. He did bring I back did. the lobster. He gets the A plus. Well, well Mainer is here. Why she get all the credit? I cooked it all. All he did was bring it to my house and drop it off. I paid for it. So did I. I paid for your portion. <laughs> hey, you know you're using that for, to get the uh, the money back. Hey, on did your I charge card anybody for that? cooking them lobsters? Should've, no, darn, I should have used my credit card. See, they we know how Mater plays. Mater likes to buy everything so that he gets all the points and all the you know added uh, money and stuff. I can't. Blame I did that him. with movies, but credit cards, I don't do that game. He gets uh, mad because I I buy my own movies now. I'm out of his game. Uh oh. <laughs> so this week's topic, guys, we're going to be talking about the uh, man in the mirror. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think it's gonna. We're gonna have a good time diving into some things. I think a lot of dudes out there just don't want to deal with. So kind of scared too. Yeah, I'm sure. It's uh, looking in the mirror is not an easy thing to do. I mean, a lot of people do it, but you got to look through your own BS to really see what's there. I mean, can you imagine how Mike feels looking in the mirror? I, I get better every day. <laughs> yeah. Like a fine wine. Fine wine. <laughs> like a cold fight in a Dixie cup. <laughs> he thought he was a hot booger on a paper plate, but he... <laughs> hot booger on a paper plate. Boy, what do you come up with? Little redneckin' eyes and going on over there, right? Yeah, a little bit. I kind of messed oh, up. Oh, you better redneckin' eyes. He's back. Yeah. I mean, I was getting worried that maybe that, you know, that, that redneckinisms were going to die after that last episode with Daniel. Oh, no, no. We got to keep it going, man. Hey, that's what this podcast we is all about. We don't want to keep going with the redneck of lies. You know what I mean? <laughs> this podcast is all about being real. And if I didn't, if I, uh, if I didn't want any of that stuff being told, I wouldn't have brought Daniel on. That's true, man. I got to give it to that's you. That's true. So I know what I know. Love what that guy. We'll, we'll get a, we'll get a video of that uh, tree debacle uh, put online too. I got a video of it. it Absolutely. Good. It was pretty good. And the only guy I know that records his own screw ups. Hey, why not? If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Well, I noticed you didn't share that video until Daniel said something about it. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not going to willfully throw <laughs> shit out there. Come on now. <laughs> I need to see this video now. Oh, no, yeah. I wasn't on this one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Daniel, Daniel comes walking up and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> it was good. Can't leave Ray alone long enough with chainsaw. But that's, Bad things are going to happen. I mean, that's kind of part about looking, looking at the man in the mirror. You got to accept all your flaws. You got to accept all your good points, too. You can't focus on just the negative. You've got to look at the entire man. 
Well, I think the other part of it too is when we're talking about the man in the mirror, you know, what are your metrics? You know, what are you measuring it to? Ah, very good. Very good. And I think there's a lot of dudes out there that look in the mirror and they're not really looking at themselves. They're trying to see something else rather than what's staring back at them. That or they're, they're like you said, the metric, the matrix, they're, they're comparing themselves to what the world's telling them they should be, which in my opinion is crap. There's, there's no reason to be comparing yourself to the guy next door or to what the TV's telling you, you should be, you know, you should be at this point in your life by this age, you should be there. You should be that God's going to put you where he wants you when he wants you there, period. Yeah. And, and if you have expectations, you need to make sure you have realistic expectations. Right. And, exactly. You know, we've talked about that in this podcast on a number of different times, you know, there's things that you want to be, but there are things that you need to realize you're meant to be. And that's very, very important because if you're just focusing on what you want to be and you're not there, you're going to be nothing but depressed and down and beat yourself up. Well, I mean, let's talk about a couple of these measurements that we use, because I think it's important for our listeners that are out there, you know, listening to this podcast to, to understand what are some of the things that we can kind of identify in our lives to say, okay, what am I measuring myself up against? Oh, yeah. Uh, you and I actually had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago uh, on the phone because I was, you know, not exactly happy with where I was at. And you had to kind of straighten me out and, you know, get me to pay attention to exactly what it what what I am measuring myself up against. And one of them was uh, money, you know, where I'm at in my current life. And, you know, I started started life out pretty early, buying houses and, and working and all that stuff. And I was talking to Johnny, I was like, man, I'm now in my mid 40s. Why am I not done paying for my house? Why am I not, you know, done paying for my cars? Why am I still in the same situation, basically, that I was 20 years ago. I should be further. I should be doing this. I should have that. Yeah, and, you, and some guys that are listening, they get caught up in the position they're in, you know, like their title. Yeah. Like, why am I not a manager? Why am I not a business owner? Why am I not, you know, leading instead of, you know, being a, a worker? You know, uh, why am I not moving up the corporate ladder, so to speak? And that goes right back to what you were saying, what you want and what you were meant to be. Not everybody's meant to be a leader. No matter how bad you may want it, not everybody has the, what it takes to be a leader. It's just not in their DNA. Well, I mean, I think that the, that goes two different ways. Um, and, the, and the way I look at it from is from two different perspectives. I think every man is meant to be a leader of his home, mm -hmm. but not every man is be, meant to be a leader of other men. And I yeah. think we get the two confused. We think because, you know, we should all be leaders in the home as husbands and fathers, right? But in the workplace or in the world, we're not always going to be the leader, the guy that's in charge, the boss, the manager, the head honcho, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, you know, you know, somebody has to use the shovel, swing the hammer, mm -hmm. turn the screwdriver. Yep. You know, somebody has to, you know, make the delivery. Somebody has to you know, create the program, you know, somebody has to, you know, wire this up or whatever. And that those are all admirable, you know, attributes and skills. And I think that we have gotten to a culture today where we kind of, we, we scoff at that. Like, well, yeah. if I'm not the boss and I'm nothing. Hmm. Well, I can speak to that too, because I had the chance to be a boss and I spoke to my managers about it. And I'm like, do I, I mean, it seems like that's the only way up the corporate ladder is to get, to be able to move job grades is to manage people. 
So I just spoke and I said, well, I'll, I'll try managing one person and just test it out. Like literally just take on this guy. And, and they said, well, normally we don't do it with one person, but well, let's try it out. And I tried it and it just was not for me. It wasn't because I didn't want to be a manager. It's just because I enjoyed having that ability to do things on my own and not have to be, you know, not have to be in charge of someone else. Like I, I've been at this company long enough that I feel like I've earned my right to be able to do what I want in that way. And, and the managers are perfectly fine with it. And, you know, I, will I become CEO? No. Will I become executive manager? No. But I, I can definitely keep doing what I'm doing and, and, and still provide for my family pretty easily. So and you do, a, you need to do a good job of that and you make a good living and you're mm -hmm. comfortable. And, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's a lot of honor in that. And what happens is, is we've created a culture of, of young dudes coming up thinking that you're only successful if you're the boss. Yeah. You know, they even got that new time. I'm the boss, you know, it's like, yeah, and it, and it uh, I think we're taught as a society these days that it's some kind of crime to be content. Yeah. With yeah. what you have. That's exactly where I was going to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wanted a bright, shiny new truck, but I got a Toyota Camry. Right. You know, and you no sooner drive off the lot and here comes a guy in a brand new Dodge Ram drives right by you. And then you feel like, man, dude. I got oh. shafted in life, you know. <laughs> hey, Did I settle? Yeah, I mean, like his crappy Toyota Camry. That, yeah, that's part of looking at. But then you drive by the guy that's walking. Yeah, there you go. Say it, Johnny. Count you, know, your I, you you took the words right out of my mouth. Well, drive by the guy that's walking. You drive by that, that guy that's guy walking, or the guy that's that longs to be married, or the guy that you know longs to have good or relationships have or have a job. Or you drive by the guy who was towing his 68 Volkswagen Beetle and lost the front <laughs> tire today. <laughs> oh, yeah. That oh, God, yeah. That, that's God's sign telling you to give up on that Dude, Beetle. That, that happened, man. That happened. I was towing it back from uh, JBR and I'm, I'm hearing a shameless bump. plug. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing a pop, 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 pop. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? What's JBR. going on? Got Sarah following behind me and I wasn't towing it. I was, I was car hauling it. So it was just a, a tow bar. Attached to the car, sitting on the ground, following behind me, and uh, I'm like, "Sarah, well, you know, do you see anything going on?" And she goes, "The front left tire is starting to wobble." I'm like, "Uh oh!" So I'm pull off to the side of the road, and as soon as I turn off the side of the, you know, off the side of the road, I go, "It stopped!" And then here goes a freaking tire flying past me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, it's Thanks, a good v, v dubs, baby, v dubs." It's, it's a good thing I changed it. But after that little side note. Part of looking at the man in the mirror is like Fritz was saying, is being content with what you see. It doesn't mean don't have drive, don't have aspirations, but be content with what is there currently. That's a huge, that's a huge part. And I I can I am a very goal-oriented, very, you know, lots of aspirations. And I have to find the time to stop and be content with where I'm at know that I'm not where I would like to be, but also understand that if I don't ever get where I want, then I'm where I'm supposed to be. Well, and they, the problem is we get caught up in, and Fritzy, you touched on this and I thought it was really good and I don't want to skip over it, is the comparison game. You know, we get caught up in, well, he's, they got this, but I only got this, man. I really screwed up in life. You know, like I got the shaft or my life sucks because I don't have the truck or I don't have the house or I don't have the job. And then I think that translates or transcends into the issue that we have in our culture today with social media, mm, yeah. because there is that comparison game where most of it's a lie. 
Yeah. You know, it's yeah. you're not even comparing yourself to something that's real. Truth. You know, you're comparing yourself to something that's fabricated or made up or or staged for that matter. You know, and it, it, it then then what happens is you see that there are men out there that stop and they get in a place where they feel like they lose their value. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of social media, John, this is something that I think I posted it last year. I might have said it a couple of, I mean, many, many episodes ago, but this falls in line with what Fritz was talking about and what you were talking about. This is a terrible job. Is the dream of every unemployed. The house is the, your house is the dream of every homeless. Your smile is the dream of the depressed. Your health is the dream of the ill. Your lifestyle is the dream of someone else. Don't let times make you forget your blessing. Mm-hmm. And I think that just pretty much chops it up. I mean, going back to Ray's, Ray has told, I mean, Ray, that was, wasn't it your decision to, to go and do something that was better for your family? Yeah. So yeah. that was something you decided on. That yeah. was not life kicking you down or anything like that. That's, that's something you, yeah you put up there. And, and what did you get out of it? Oh, I got a You got everything yeah. that you wanted. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, you know? it, it was amazing. And you know, still less, is right? less stress, more time with the family. And, and the funny part is, is while I was looking at doing it, everybody's going, dude, you're an idiot. What are you doing? You know, you're, you're leaving the benefits. You're leaving, you know, three weeks of vacation. You're leaving this, you're leaving that. And I'm like, man, it's, it, none of that really, really matters. But you also left the, the misery, the dysfunction, the anxiety, the frustration. Yeah. You know, the anger that was, you know, and, and we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. That was, it was probably aging you. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. It does. And, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit, the depression. You know, when you're constantly comparing yourself to these, you know, like you said, most most of the time false uh, narratives, that can really lead you to depression easily. Yeah, and then the sad thing that we see, you know, with most men, when that depression, depress, depression, I'm sorry, sets in, it can become very detrimental. Mm. And, it, and it translates in some, some very bad areas. And I know, Mike, you got a few stats that we pulled up about, about men when it comes to these type of things where they come up feeling lesser in their value or yep. depression or things of that nature. Yeah. So 77% of suicides are male. Mm. 22% of them are veterans, which unfortunately we know that and hear that all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised that's not higher. I'm glad yeah. it's not though. And 70% of those are white males. So it's, it's interesting to see those stats. That is, that's scary. And then when you look at the reasons why, you know, these things happen, I mean, there are some statistics that come out with that, you know, I mean, and when you start peeling back the onion and we start wondering why do guys do these things or what's their mentality or their thought process, you know, they refuse, they refuse help because they have a pride issue. Oh, big time. You know, they, 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 they feel like they're not contributors because they, they don't feel like, like you were saying, right. They don't feel like they're at a place in their life where they should be or doing what they should be doing, or they don't bring home enough monetarily. So they're not a good provider. Mm-hmm. And then they get the mentality of it's, you know, they're better off without me type mentality. It, you know? And and the biggest thing to focus on is all of those are false narratives. You know, who who really says whom how much you should bring home? Who really says you're not being a good dad? Who really says these things? And it, it's all your perception as as to how you view other people. Like you said with the car thing, you know, there's a guy driving this nice new truck and like, man, I got shafted on that. Well, who's to say that that guy goes, parks his truck at the 7-Eleven 
goes in, gets a big gulp, comes out, and it just got towed because he ain't made a payment on it in the last six months. Because he's paying eight hundred dollars a month to get that truck. So, so what you're beating yourself up over, you really have no idea what's going on in that situation. It's the perception of it. Well, it goes back to what Fritzy said. I mean, yeah, you want the truck, but you can afford the Camry. Right. Right. So why put yourself through the type of payment, the the financial stress, you know, all that anxiety just to say you've got a truck. So because they're both going to drive to the same place. Right. And the Camry is going to be a lot less than gas. But, you know, not that I'm against trucks, but I mean, at the end of the day, the practicality of it, you know, what's practical, what makes more sense? You know, I mean, there comes a time when a man has to be able to step back and, and you make a good point, Ray, with contentment. Are we content with the situation we're in? Are we content with what God's given us? Are we content with our resources? You know, we can all go out and, and you know, max out credit cards and, you know, ex- overextend ourselves through credit. But is that really the smart thing to do because you're trying to impress other people? Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to impress the guy sitting next to you in traffic. Oh, I'm in a big truck. You don't even know the dude. Who who are you really impressing? And And unfortunately, us as men, we fall into that. We don't like the man in the mirror. We don't like what we see because of what we're being told and what we're seeing everywhere else. You you got to do you. You have to do what's best for you, your family, period. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Doesn't matter what anybody else drives. Doesn't matter what anybody else's job is. You have to do what's right for you and your family, and it doesn't matter how it stacks up to anybody else. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up, Ray, because I've been thinking about that recently. I was, for the past year, I've been going to the gym and it's like, all right, three days a week, I have to do this. But what was it causing my family? Not being able to bring the kids to the bus stop, not being able to spend that quality time. So I've, I've you know, you can go to the gym and you see all these people all jacked up and they're like, they do a lot more. But for me, on the other hand, I, I just want to be healthy and I'm just going to try to do as many times a week as I can without affecting my family. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to get jacked. I'm not trying to, to impress people. It's more about health for my family and seeing what, you know, I, I learned that from my dad. My dad is constantly on his, like when I went, go, went back home to Maine, he was constantly, he was on his elliptical, his cycle. And this, this guy's over 65 years old. But he, he don't have any more kids at the house right now though, does he? There's a couple, actually. Oh, there's a couple yeah, still there? Yeah, still living there. Yeah. There's always somebody at the It's Maine. always somebody at the <laughs> and, and, and to your point, Mike, I think a lot of this can be attributed to to things that are said and done early on from the father, things that are instilled from the father. Yeah. If you have a very competitive edge father, a very, um, and, and your lifestyle is measured competitively, you're gonna you're gonna think like that. And follow. Suit. You know, if you've been told that you're a loser and you're not going to amount to anything, you're going to think like that. And unfortunately, those seeds are planted early on. With they the father are. or lack of a father. Well, they also is tearing down the veil and allowing yourself to see who you truly are. Mm, correct. Take, yes. the, take the glasses off. You know, we, we got this. Sometimes we look at ourselves through the wrong set of lenses. You know, we already, we look through the lens of disappointment, the lens of regret, the lens of shame, you know, all these different lenses, you know, and instead of making things clearer, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. You know, like a quote that you said the other day, Ray, what was that? It said, uh, the first step of change is to become aware of your own bullshit. It's good. So when you look in that mirror, like we were talking about earlier, 
You got to see who's really there. And that was kind of said by the king of bullshit, really. Uh, oh, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of bullshit. Just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> but you know, it's true. I mean, you the one person you cannot lie to is you. Right. Yep. You know, you know who you truly are. You know what your struggles are. You know where you fall short. I mean, you can't hide from yourself. And we're not saying that that's what you need to do. But you have to have a realistic picture of who you are and who you're trying to be and understand that just because you want something doesn't mean you deserve it or doesn't mean you're going to get it. Yeah, Truth. Exactly. You know, and what, it, you know, if you're putting your your happiness or your joy or your self-value in things that have monetary value, you're going to come up short because somebody's oh, yeah. always got a bigger, better car. Somebody's mm -hmm. always got a bigger house. Somebody's got a nicer boat. Somebody's got more money in their account. I mean, somebody goes on more vacations. And if you're sitting oh, there yeah. strolling through Facebook, comparing your life to everybody else, you are going to come up empty. Every time. Fake book, man. Well, there was a, wasn't there a depression stat that you gave kind of many moons ago about people that uh, frequent social media, that they were more depressed? Oh, that's right. Than I others. Remember. I remember it. I'm trying to remember. It was a long time ago, but I remember that people that frequent social media tend to be more oh, yeah. oh, because, depressed. Because yeah. of what they see. Yeah. yeah they're absolutely. seeing other people's. Because you're, you're not going to post. Uh, some people do, but most people post the positives of their life. Some people just post the negatives of their life so they can either get attention. Get attention. Yeah. Or, you know, in some ways, I mean, I was talking with one of my, I think it was with my boss and his grandmother passed away. And he found out that his grandmother passed away through text message. Mm. I let him know. I said, well, I found out my grand my grandfather passed away through social media. Yeah. Like that was. Oh, she, wow. My aunt, someone posted on someone in my family posted that, you know, please pray. I mean, it's great that they wanted prayer, but none of the family knew. Yeah. Um, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. So social media can be good in some ways and. Well, See it's, the, it's, it's all rooted. All it all depends on where it's rooted, right? Exactly. Because if it's about self-edification. Moderation. That's a problem. Before we get too far away from it, we were talking about depression and uh, Maynard went through the, the stats of depression. He had one more stat that I'm looking at that absolutely men need to pay attention to. The 44%? No, nah, the, the one below it. The three times. The three times as men, at, for suicide, three times as much for men than women. Three times. Yeah. Three and times. When you're figuring 70% and higher. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole that's lot a of men. daunting. And, but that other stat you were getting ready to share, the 44%. Actually address it. <laughs> yeah, because it, a lot of men don't want to deal with, no. they have some mental illness issues. And they don't want to deal with it because they believe it shows a sign of weakness or, you know. They prideful. It's prideful, yeah. And that's part of the whole thing I keep going back to is when you look in the mirror, you have to see who you are. You know what I mean? If you realize that this is kicking your ass, you've got to get help. You know, not, I know we're taught from a young age, get up, stand up, man up, pull your pants up. You, 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 you have to do this. You have to do this. But a lot of times you need help doing it. Doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself. Yes, you have to be responsible. Yes, you have to raise your family. Yes, you have to do these things. But it doesn't mean that you can't seek help to get it done. Well, you're not going to be a man without help. Exactly. I'm just going to put it out there right now for everybody that's listening to this podcast. If you think that you're going to be a man or a real man without any help, you're a fool. And you don't have to pay for it either. If you have a core group of guys that you can con you can get a hold of, I mean, 
those those are the ones I trust my information from. Psychologists, great. That's good for them. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather be with someone who's lived it and knows my life and understands me. Well, well and loves you. Exactly. Loves me, yeah. And also that core group of guys, and we've said it from the very beginning of this podcast, is that you have to have a solid core group of guys, not a bunch of bobbleheads, but some guys who really care for you and who are really there to help you out. Those guys are going to be the ones that if what you're going through is more than what they can offer, they're going to advise you to go seek further help. Because some people can't get squared away just with a group of guys. Some of them have much more deeper issues that need to be addressed. And if you have that core group of guys, they're going to be honest with you. And they're going to tell you, man, go see somebody. You really need exactly. to look into this. Yep. Well, you know, I think a lot of times we have people in our lives that we kind of shut out or push back because they push back. Yeah. And let me tell you something. What I've come to realize as a man, it's easier to go along and get along. What's hard is to push back and tell it like it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like if one of you guys call me up and tell me something, it would be easy for me just to go along, whatever you're saying, you know, not have any kind of friction, not, not make you feel bad or make me feel bad or cause any kind of tension between us. But that's not real love. Right. That's yeah. not, that's not real. That's fake. That's me yep. saying, I don't care enough about you to tell you the truth. Yep. And so they're, if you're surrounded by guys in your life that all they do is agree with everything you say, they're not really your friends. They're not. Not really. Because the guys that, that push back on you, let me tell you something. It's harder to push back. I mean, because the, 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 the most natural thing is, is you, you want to be kind. You want to show love and everything and empathy to your friends. You don't want to be a jerk. You don't want to be the guy that says, has to tell them, hey, you know, get your head out of your ass. You, you got to quit doing that or that's not very smart or you need to do, you don't want to be that guy all the time too. But you know what? If you love that person and they're talking to you, you need to be that person. Oh yeah. Or you're really not their friend. You know, you're nearly not their friend. And you know what? If, if you say you're their friend, you're lying to them and you're lying to yourself. Right. And then the, and the, the reality of it is, is, you know, it's hard to be a real friend. It, it's not easy. But what happens a lot of times is guys will separate themselves from that dude. Oh, I don't want to be around John because, man, uh, every time I tell him something, he comes back at me. Well, you know what, dude? You don't like the truth. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't want to get better. You know, and so you're going to come to me and tell me this, 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 and this. I'm going to tell you this, 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 and this. And you know what? You damn well better tell me this, this, and this. Because yeah. that's what I need. And like you were just saying there, um, I, I know a couple people personally that – they're not necessarily in my core group, but I'm in their core group. Right. Because I know that when, when, when stuff gets real, that's when they come asking and they come talking because they know that I'm going to be honest with them and they know that I'm going to tell them whether what they're doing is right or wrong. And sometimes you have to be that man. I had a, a situation yesterday. I was uh, down at the depot. And my phone rings and I answer the phone. And the guy that called me was a guy that worked for me 16 years ago. Wow. Okay. This person has called me off and on for the last 16 years. I fired him. I had to fire him. But the thing is, is that throughout the duration of our relationship, 
even though I was put in a position where I had to do that, he knew that he put me in that position. But he also valued the fact that I was always honest with him, real with him, and I genuinely cared about him as a person. And 16 years later, when his, something good's going on in his life, he's calling me. Nice. That's great. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Man, there's no better reward than that, huh? At the end of the day, and wow. it, it's not that I'm anything special. And I'm not, believe me, I am not trying to say that. But the point is, is that men want truth. Yeah. Yes, they do. You know, they want a guy that's going to tell them the truth. And your first person you need to start telling the truth to, man, is you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's hope in truth, John. There's hope. And there's love in it. Oh, yeah. One of the big things I keep thinking about, too, is we talk about the man in the mirror and looking at the man in the mirror. You can't look at the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's- Come on, man. Bob that head, buddy. Come on, man. Well, you can't handle Michael Jackson, can you? Uh, Love that song. Best song ever written, man. It's a good but, song. But yeah, talking about that is you can't look at the man in the mirror and then when you turn around and walk away and go to your day, you completely forget what you just saw. That You can't do that. You have to remember what's there. You have to be true to yourself. A man can never never forget the look of his own face. Right. Ooh, you can't run from that. Nope. You know who you are. You know, as we sit here and we're talking about this tonight, you know, a quick little recap. I mean, at the end of the day, we all look in the mirror. We all have to look back at ourselves and be true to who we are. And as we said today throughout the course of this podcast, I mean, are you content in what you see? Are you measuring yourself against the things that are not realistic? I mean, are you looking at your life and doing the comparison game? You know, you're sitting there comparing yourself to your neighbors or your friends or people on social media. Are you measuring your value through money, title, power, possessions? You know, are are those the things that, that make you feel important? You know, and you know, what are you using in your life to determine your value? These are all very good questions that we need to ask ourselves every single day as a man, because we need to be reminded when we're looking in the mirror at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, what it is we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. Not everybody is meant to do everything. Not everybody's meant to have the same things. You know, we live in this world where we get told you can do and be whatever you want to be. That is a lie. And I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, but that's the truth. There are things that I would love to be. I just don't have it in me to do it, to be it. It's not what I was meant to be. And I think right now, man, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you take a step back and you start to look at yourself and be honest with yourself, there are areas in your life that you can do and be better. Absolutely. But there are probably areas in your life that you're doing pretty damn good and you're not giving yourself enough credit for. You know, maybe your house isn't as big as you want it to be. Maybe your car is not the car you want to drive. Maybe, you know, you don't have as much money as you should or you're not in a position where you think you're getting enough, you know, recognition or you don't have enough you know, power or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, do the things that really matter, is that what really is coming to fruition for you? The people and the relationships in your life? For those of you that are married, listen to this podcast. Do you look at your wife and does she have a look on her face of contentment, happiness, and joy? Because if she does, guess what? You're probably a pretty damn good husband. Do you have children that you're taking care of and providing for and doing everything in your power to give them the best life possible? 
And guess what? Sometimes giving them the best life, man, is telling them no. It's okay. There's just some things that we can't do. But I'll tell you the one thing you can never say no to, and that's love. You got to love your wife. You got to love your kids. You got to love the men that are surrounded, in, that are put in your circle that you're surrounded by every day. Don't put yourself in a circle of bobbleheads. Find friends that'll push back and push hard because they love you. They care about you. They want the best for you. Don't be the guy that's looking for somebody that's going to agree with everything you say. That is not a friend. And when you look in the mirror, my hope for you is that you see the one thing that is absolutely true. There is only one person in this universe that looks like you, that acts like you, and thinks like you. You're one of a kind. And when you grab a hold of that, my friend, well, hell, that's where the rubber meets the road. 